0: Welcome to the return slot of horror, a podcast set in
1: the basement of a video store much like the one from your youth. A place where Mickey,
0: Marika, and Michelangelo hang out after hours, talk about horror films, and can't seem to agree on much other than their love for the genre. So grab a drink, be careful on the stairs,
1: and don't be the last one left in the basement at the end of the night. In five, four, three, two.
2: Hey guys. Mm Hey.
1: Welcome to the return slot. Da da da. Of
2: horror.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks. Today we're going to be talking about the 1985 Walter Murch film called Do 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 Return to Oz
0: Oz 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 Oz.
1: Uh, But before we get started, uh, I would like to know, gentlemen, what libations are we uh, taking in tonight? Libations, Um, I love that word
3: But before we get into the libations Libations! Libations! I think we need to talk about uh, uh, what what section we're in, and maybe the spelling on that.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> real, real quick, uh, I want to want to commend Marika on your practical effects there with the Oz, Oz, Oz. I know
1: it was planned out. I had a whole plan for this episode.
2: <laughs> it's always better than artificial. Um, so yeah, so you know the section that this this is going in is 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 Mickey's. Uh, Hold on, let me See,
0: it. you don't even remember
1: what it's called. <laughs> so we're no, no, celebrating
3: no, no.
2: Halloween in an offbeat way with with Mickey's um offbeat movie massacre, also known as the Kooky Spookies. So um yeah, we, there's been a debate. I thought that it was kooky, like like the way you spe- like when you spell spookies, it's kooky, like kind of like the spelling of cookie but now found out that the actual spelling is kooky with a Y.
1: Also with a K, because cookie is not spelled with a K. Well,
2: right, but it was, well, I was spelling kooky <laughs> with a K, but the I-E, like you would cookie. I, I mean, I get that.
1: I mean, that's wrong, but that's okay.
2: It's <laughs> it, it makes total it works sense with the to section. me. <laughs> it works with it, because it's kooky that you spell kooky that way. I know. In addition, though, is that not kind of like a so Mickey thing to do?
1: Get it wrong? Yes.
2: <laughs> but also be able to somewhat justify it?
1: I mean, the sign's already made, so we're not going to use more label maker tape to change it.
3: The expensive label, label maker yeah. tape. As a dyslexic pers- person, I have no issue with the way that you did that. Except that it's wrong. I don't see it as necessarily wrong.
2: I think it's pretty kooky. All right. Let's, let's, go, let's go back to libations and don't ask me to spell that, please.
1: In honor of this movie... Return to us,
0: us, 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 us.
1: What uh, libations are we enjoying,
0: Michelangelo? Well,
3: so I am having an uh, Andux, and I, I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's a half of ice Bavarian wheat beer. Now, you might say. What is particularly Halloweeny about half a vice beer, right?
1: Yeah, I was thinking exactly that.
3: Well, <laughs> it's kind of an offbeat pick, you might say, a kooky spooky pick. If ah, will. offbeat for sure. Um, so, uh, some common flavors. Of a half of ice and beer is like clove meringue, bumble gum, and the big one being I kind of want like I'm gonna Mickey if you could just take a big yeah, yeah whiff of my beer here. Tell me what you get.
0: Come on, mm. banana. Jesus, <laughs> no! I'm like <laughs> I'm trying to get it stinky. all in. <laughs> Let the guy
2: think. <laughs> I, I was ready to say something like, oh, I'm getting hints of oak and cinnamon with, you know, junipers of the, of a pecan tree, but no, I smell banana. Just, <laughs> I'm smelling
3: banana. making a joke, he went with, yes, and banana's like the big one a half, on half of ice and beers, okay. right? Like, always? Always. So that's, that's oh. one of the big ones. So the, the the big ones are, are clove, meringue, sometimes bu- bubble gum, but the big, big one is always banana on half of ice and
2: beers. Bananas are such a Halloween staple when i when
3: <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, let me i'm getting to that i'm getting to that so they use a specific type of yeast in this wheat beer and there's a chemical compound in that yeast that gives the beer that banana flavoring now they extract this chemical compound from the yeast and they use that in making Banana flavored candy like Laffy Taffy, Bubble Yum, and uh, the banana run- runs. And so, if you've listened to last year's Trick or Treat episode, yes. you'll know that Mickey loves Laffy Taffy banana flavored Banana
2: Laffy Taffy. Yes, that's that's the smell too. It is the banana because yeah. it's not just banana. You, it smells like a banana, but it's like Laffy Taffy banana has some kind of extra like milky sugary. Oh, delicious, like, you know it's sugary.
1: Yeasty it's- banana.
2: Yeah, yeasty bananas, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeasty bananas, baby. <laughs>
1: That's a selling point. It tastes like yeast. Are we,
2: are we going to get sponsored by Laffy Tabby banana? <laughs> Mickey's going to be in in heaven. Oh, man. <laughs> um,
3: now, that there is scientific evidence to suggest that the effervescence in beer triggers memories in your brains. So... I say to you, uh, people who are listening and Mickey who uh, loves the Laffy Taffy-flavored uh, uh, candies, drink a half of vice and beer and have nostalgic thoughts of Halloween's past gobbling down banana Laffy Taffy and runs collected from a magical night of trick-or-treating.
2: Wow. That was the longest that was the longest breakdown of a beer
3: we have had. I mean it keeps that's you know it's who who better to do it than me. Uh, very long winded multiple choices.
2: Smell it smells delicious. Does it taste delicious? That's the question.
3: Yeah, I mean this this is uh particularly uh the the Andox. It's A N D E C H S but in German so I, I and and Doc's, I don't, it's delicious. It's a really good beer. I, I highly I, recommend you get your hands on it cool, if cool. you can. All right. The monks, monks still brewing. They, they started out at a monastery and monks are still brewing this beer. It's
2: awesome. Mickey, what are you drinking? So what I'm drinking is <laughs> the Lizard King from Pipeworks, uh, Pipeworks Brewing Company out of Chicago, Illinois. Nice. Um, it's a mosaic hopped pale ale. Um, The reason I chose it, because also like Michelangelo, I wanted to get something kooky, and it's all about that labeling. It has got like a skeleton fighting a massive lizard king looking thing. They're dressed out in like Conan the Barbarian gear. It's like colorful green splashing yellow like stuff splashing all over the can. It's just a really colorful, really crazy kind of kooky looking can, and um, mosaic uh, hopped pale ale. It's great. You know, that's about it. I'm enjoying it. It's tasty. It's very tasty, Marika. Mm-hmm. I gotta know for Return to Oz, what is our kooky spooky cocktail?
1: Today's kooky sp- k- spooky... kooky sp- spooky, <laughs> 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 and it works.
3: She had she had, did you test run a lot, a lot <laughs> of different ones before you started.
1: <laughs> Today's spooky cocktail is an emerald eggy fizz. Ooh!
0: Yeah. I love it. (laughs)
1: Very simple. Three ingredient cocktail. One and a half ounces of brandy. One and a half ounces of absinthe, if you can get it. One egg white. Throw it in a shaker. Shake it up and serve on the rocks.
0: Can can I make a suggestion?
1: Yes.
3: I add dry ice to it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again if you can get your hands on it i feel like this is a, a suggestion that comes up often
2: so did we avoid the lactose this week um no I mean, but i'm I...
1: putting a raw egg in mine that's so... true yeah,
2: yeah that's, got, that's a little,
3: <laughs> it's got some issues
1: i felt like that was sufficient okay you know?
3: and and to to be fair uh in my back pocket i do have one of those uh, pumpkin milkshake IPAs. Uh. <laughs> For later. I, well, I, I had to get it from this obscure place in Brooklyn, and I, I had to have a certain uh, amount in my order. So now I got fucking seven of these things. Seven more after last week. So yeah. And they're so strong. I hope they're tasty. They are tasty.
1: Today we are talking about Return to Oz, um, which is a f- follow-up and not a sequel per se. To a small film you might have heard of called The Wizard of Oz.
0: Have you seen it? The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. You know.
1: Have you seen The Wiz?
2: I have seen The Wiz multiple <laughs> <Okay>. times. <laughs> good, my, good. Mom, <laughs> my mom was a music teacher, an elementary school music teacher. And in fourth and fifth grade, the movie she always made us watch was The Wiz amazing Um, i love it little little uh fun fact uh i
3: worked for this terrible theater company that never paid me when i was in chicago and this uh the guy who ran it was very very young and i think he was financed by his parents and they were kind of known for doing uh an all-white production of The Wiz.
1: Amazing. (laughs) So, yeah. Lovely, perfect. Okay, well, we'll talk Uh, about that in another another episode.
3: episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's behind behind the paywall.
1: That is too much to unpack.
3: Behind the paywall.
1: But yeah, so basically this movie uh, is the story of Dorothy Gale, who we met in The Wizard of Oz, who uh, after six months after returning to Kansas, is transported back to oz the magical land of oz where things have basically gone to shit um and she has to find her way through oz and find eventually find her way back home that's pretty i mean that's my official synopsis is there we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it uh as we go along um
3: did you, why, why this one? Why, why is this your kooky spooky? I'm
1: not done. Oh, sorry. The movie stars a very young Feruza Balk, who is uh, 10 years old. I don't know if it's at the time of filming or when the movie came out, but we'll, we'll call it 10. Uh, Nicole Williamson, who plays the gnome King and Dr. Worley and Jean Marsh, who plays Mumby and Nurse Wilson. And uh, it's, Again, Walter Murch directed this film. He's a well-known, multiple Oscar Oscar Oscar-winning film editor and sound designer, and this is the only film that he ever directed. Yeah, which is pretty wild.
3: Mm -hmm. Fired from the production and rehired, uh, thanks to uh, Coppola and uh, Lucas. And that that's
1: Spielberg as well, records. I think.
3: yeah, yeah, Spielberg mm-hmm. and, and, and which Robert. is
1: like really bringing out the big guy. yeah. Uh, I'm fired. <laughs> like you get a committee right to write an open letter. Dear studio.
3: Lucas uh, said, hey, if you're not happy with how things are going after this amount of time, I will personally take over the responsibility of directing this film. And then you can say it's a George Lucas directed film, which at the Mm. time was like a big deal because he had just directed like the first blockbuster in the history of films.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But I do, I do wonder why uh, Walter Murch didn't direct anything else. Maybe, I mean, you know, I wonder if it's him, not actually, and he's editing a film and, Directing a film.
3: The production on this was a nightmare. It was uncomfortable for everybody, the actors, everybody.
1: I mean, I feel like that happens a lot in general, and people keep directing movies anyway. Yeah,
0: but well, I'm just—I would just be sure. curious.
1: I tried to like—I tried to find anything about you know why he.
2: I also read that this that this film was not only not positively like met.
1: Oh no! In oh, the box office
2: a flop. But 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 people actually when it first came out. Now, I, I don't feel this way. I don't, I don't think that, that history has, has, has kept this up. I think that history has smiled upon this film. But at the time, it was like, this guy took the most beloved film in the world and ruined it. Yes. So, yeah. so unlike, I, yeah. unlike just making your, a bad first film, he made like, the most beloved film in America, the, the, sequel, the uh, spiritual sequel to it, uh, and it was a flop. And that well, it is was... something hard to return from, I would imagine. It was marketed as a direct sequel. It was. This was supposed to, and that's and,
3: a and
0: yeah.
3: And as a direct sequel, this film completely and utterly fails in that aspect. But I have. That's not how I feel about this movie. I, right. We'll get to that.
1: I mean, I also feel like it was probably a strategic move on Disney's part, going like, "Hey, we're gonna make a sequel." You yeah. know. Box office, like gold, right? You assume, but then yeah, it was bad marketing. There's a lot of mistakes made in terms of how that movie was
0: publicized. And
2: yeah, 45 years later, here comes the sea. It's like this is uh, so beloved, so cherished by so many people. I mean, it's like it's you have to be a glutton for punishment to even attempt it, you know. But he's I mean I, yeah we we'll get into to how we feel about this movie, but uh, I'm yeah, but yeah,
1: I mean, we can do that now if you'd like
2: yeah well- well, why
3: yeah. did you why did you do we have personal history, why did you pick this like
1: um, I picked it because I really liked it, and <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's as simple as that, Uh, but I I vaguely remember, like, I remember seeing it as a kid, and I don't know if I saw it many times, but I did have, like, Disney put out a book of the movie, so it was like a picture book with photos from the film, and I own that book, Mm. and I was obsessed with it. So I think I saw the movie and then we got the book, and then I just kept reading and rereading and rereading and rereading the book. Do you still have it? I do not. No, I was like six at the time. Um and sadly I don't I you know, sometimes you have to get rid of stuff. Yeah. But um but yeah, I I held a very fond memory of this movie. Yeah. And as I watched it again. And I hadn't seen it in upwards of, I want to say, like 15, 20. I don't even know when the last time I saw it was. Um, and as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this explains a lot about me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I Had you guys seen it?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And did you have any fond memories I, of it?
2: I, I will tell you my story of, of revisiting this film because it is wonderful. Um, I watched this a bunch when I was like a little kid and my memory as an adult of it was that it wasn't any good and it just isn't worth watching. As soon as I put it on, like almost like, I'm not going to say like tear level wash, but a wash of emotion came over me and I was like, Oh my God. I was like every scene I was like, yes, I remember this. I was like, Oh, I remember that. I was like, Oh, I, I totally remember this. And then halfway through, my neighbor told me that they had to run out real quick and asked me if I could watch their two-year-old.
3: At what point? At what point in the film?
2: Uh, TikTok and um, Dorothy are in um, uh, Mom—is it Momby? Yeah, Mom uh palace. Okay. Uh, when the, the first time they get there, this is when TikTok's about to run down as he's he's done fighting the Wheelers and he's gonna, you know. So anyway, th- so I'm like, yes, bring me your two-year-old. I'll watch him for a little bit. So I grab him and I'm like, I shouldn't watch this with him in the room, but I'm just gonna play a little bit of it while he's here. He, two year old, was mesmerized, (laughs) just mesmerized with TikTok. I know he's probably somewhere with some psychiatrist later in life. He's gonna be like, he forced me to watch Prince uh, or Mambi, but but he was mesmerized with TikTok. And then as that happened, Molly was in the room, like doing her makeup and just kind of getting things squared away in the living room. And she sat down and was like, Oh, I remember this. And I was like, yeah. And then Campbell comes walking in. And by the end of it, I'm watching the second half of this film with a two-year-old, Campbell, and my wife, all of us just completely zoned in, mesmerized by this film. Amazing. And I was like, why as an adult have I not ever thought to give this a second try? Because I know I watched it a lot when I was a kid. But I think it was just maybe the the critical response or just the fact that it was not really regarded at the time and I carried culture's outlook versus my own personal outlook on it because I just really enjoyed it and it was such a thrill and it was a genuine flashback and I am just so appreciative Marika that you brought this in I I loved it I absolutely hey. love it
1: Oh that makes me very happy <laughs> Michelangelo <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well, for, oh, here for, it comes. for the for oh man, I'm gonna fucking brutalize. <laughs> He's like i sharpening my
0: knives. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, first of all, for the listener who's listening for the first
2: time, uh, Campbell is Mickey's son.
0: Who's 13? Yeah. 13. Um, 13,
2: 13 does not like little kid stuff, but still was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." You know, it was like there was like a thing, you know, and mm-hmm. everybody was mesmerized. Um, I, I gotta say, I, a
3: similar, similar experience as Mickey. Um, so surprising no one who is a regular listener to the podcast or the two of you, this movie scared the shit out of me (laughs) when I was a kid, but I was able, I was, yeah, but, but I was able to watch it and during it as a child, I was utterly confused. Like, why was dorothy younger where where why why does everything and everyone look different like why why is everything so dark and scary now yeah like i just couldn't my my little mind couldn't like i I had seen the wizard of oz and i'm like this is not this is I i couldn't understand but despite this it memorized memorized me. It mesmerized me (laughs) and it memorized me. Um, and it planted some deep seeds in me and created habits that I continue to this day that I didn't even realize like that. This was the Genesis, the Genesis of these, of this habit came from this film. And I'll get to that later. Um, But I got to say, like I said before, I think this film is uh, mostly a failure when it comes to being a direct sequel to The Wizard of Oz. But it far, in my opinion, far surpasses its predecessor. I was blown away by how imaginative and creative and inventive this film is. Uh, um, The way it uses my expectations based off of my viewing, like the viewers' expectations based off of the viewing of the uh the original film. It's just constantly flipping the script on it in this genius way. Feruza Balk is like so good in She's this movie. Oh it's so good. She's She's good. So, it's so good. One of, she was 10.
1: It's yeah, wild.
3: one she's, of the, if not the greatest performances of a child actor of all time. She but, just, they lucked out with her. Yeah, so much, and she's, you know, this is like Ontario, I think, is where she was living at the yeah. time when she was. Captain. She was Canadian.
2: So, hey, yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. but uh, she. I didn't know that. Uh, just on. for the the listener, Vancouver actually, but but just for oh, the sorry. listener. Just for the listeners to understand, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to insult any of the listeners, but if you don't like realize some of the things she's doing, is she's acting across from animatronics for like seventy percent of the film
3: that are that are like melting. Yeah, the like the lights were so hot that she passed out, and costumes were melting,
2: and and she does this Dorothy Gale voice almost it's very so good. Oh, it's so good. I know it's so oh, the...
1: good. And like I wonder I wonder how much of that is direction and how much of that is cuz like how do you tell a kid like talk like Dorothy yeah. from Do you know what I mean especially when they find the bricks when she finds the yellow bricks when they land in Oz And when she Jeez. says like oh no you don't understand oh, no. like it's it's Judy Garland it's wild
3: It really is. She is amazing everyone is amazing in this yeah um every frame of this film is spectacular and now and now it is one of my favorites of all time so thank yeah. you hey. favorite of all time so fucking much for bringing this this cult cinematic masterpiece back into my life because that is what it is, yeah, I'm it, glad. is it is so good and for those of you who do love this film i highly recommend you check out uh uh Siskel and ebert's review of this oh my god they <laughs> trash it so it's so hard. bad they say the special effects are terrible the performances are terrible it's too scary the idea scary for was children. terrible like like it's nothing like and it's like yeah it's not it it it, it does not it's not a cinematic sequel
1: and it's she, not a musical
3: film. It's it's a, a a like wonderful and very like a better adaptation of the actual work, the seventeen books. Yeah. It's it, it's a combination of those of the two the two uh, sequels, the two books that followed.
2: Yeah. Um. The Land of Oz uh, and like Ozma of Oz. Yeah.
3: Yes. Uh. Uh. It's it's those two sort of combined. Like, uh I. I love this so much. I,
2: I want to make a plea before we get to the next thing. I, I just want to tell the listeners right now: this movie slaps. It's a banger. It's fantastic. Um, I think that I think that there was a generation of people who were so uh, defensive over the original Wizard of Oz that this movie never got a fair shake in its time. I'm telling you right now, this thing hopefully will be rediscovered, but it doesn't happen just by putting it out in the ether. You, listeners, go check this movie out. It is yeah. so fun and cool, and it's, it's, it's great.
1: I think what's, what's interesting is that there's this idea of this whole, like, scandal of, oh, it's an Oz movie, but it's not a musical, and it's... But, like, The Wizard of Oz came out in 19...
2: 39, 39 I think, was the year it came out.
1: So can we all agree that none of us were born then, first of all? I, I mean, know. we all saw it, but like
2: Except for Mickey, if you listen to the or uh, <laughs> Treats episode,
1: his but
3: candy choices are, are very, very, uh, old
1: very, very old manny, very old manny.
2: Yeah, it would be the candy you'd be eating while watching that film the first time in the theater.
1: But what's yeah. wild to me is that and I, I'm going to base myself on the Siskel and Newbert review, but I feel like the sentiment was generalized in terms of this movie. And it's like, oh, but it's not the same as, as the original, and it's, and it's too scary for kids. And, and I just kept thinking, like, when I was a kid, I'd seen The Wizard of Oz, and I might have been, like, conscious of the fact that, like, it's the same universe, but as a, as a kid, I didn't have those, like, adult expectations of, like, oh, it needs to be a musical, oh, it needs to be, like, this or that or that. And I, it, some of it just kind of felt like, oh, it's old people bitching about a kids' movie. <laughs> like...
3: Yeah, and and no, and no shade, no shade on the original masterpiece. No, that no, is of course not. The Wizard of Oz.
1: Of course not. I'm know? not obviously yeah. not saying that it yeah. was a yeah. bad film. I just, I but... just
3: want to put I just want to put that out there so people don't <laughs> have any misconceptions. That is that is a masterpiece in filmmaking. Classic. We're not putting it down. It's just like. This but, is but something completely different. It's, it's something.
2: I, I I will say that in 1939, I have to believe that the Wizard of Oz, the original, was scary AF.
3: I think so. The monkeys, the flying monkey, scared the shit out of me. Yeah, there was she, when she's b- biking next to
2: the house. That's scary too. That's scary stuff. Yeah, scary stuff. So for me. Uh, 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 Looking back, because all this is from looking back, because I feel like I didn't give this movie, I'm one of those people that didn't give it a fair shake. I'm not as old as these guys pretend that I am. (laughs) I didn't give this movie a fair shake when I was a kid, obviously, because I did not have fond memories, and it is a banger. I look back on both these films as an adult, and I'm like, both of them had very scary elements for a kid, and that's what made them thrilling and fun. That was part of the fun of these films.
1: Be fair, like Bambi scared the shit out of me too. So I feel like you can't really go like, oh, this scared my child. He can't watch anything that scares. Like, kids are scared of everything.
3: You can't. You can't nerf the world, man. Kids used to like especially in the time period that grow- uh, Dorothy is supposed to grow up in, like it used to be a brutal world and kids became aware of that very quickly and then of course you try to protect protect your children and it's it's just like it to what end?
1: I mean, I make a 6-year-old watch Scarface, but like
3: but this, first like what what age range would you I mean like you know that two-year-old. How much of that movie did the two-year-old I mean, he watch?
2: Glued to it.
1: So like from the palace on.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's I think
1: good. You've probably you've probably properly scarred him.
2: I.
3: <laughs> and this is this is during the terrible twos, which if you don't have children, Mickey, you can attest to this. The terrible twos—that's a fucking thing, man. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Normally to get these kids to sit down for longer than five minutes, you gotta like run them to death, like a, like a dog. <laughs> Um, not good parenting, by the way. Not good parenting, <laughs> Mickey.
3: Mickey mickey took Michael Vick's dog training For protocol
0: kids. and applies yeah. it to yeah, his
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, it's what makes them tough. I do want to, I do want to put in a, a quick like trigger warning here. Um, uh, I, I, that uh, I, I assume both of you are aware, but I am aware that uh, layman Frank Baum, who, who created The Wizard of Oz and wrote all these wonderful books, did have some like very racist views um uh he had very progressive views in certain ways and very racist views in other ways so i'm 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 aware of those things and also um i don't know about you guys but i some of the some of my discussion is going to go into um mental illness issues uh And I just I just wanted to put that warning out there that, you know, none of us are experts. This is all just based off of opinion and research and like, you know, just like
1: know what the fuck we're talking about. We're winging it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and that those things are going to come into play. So, uh, you know, just a warning about that. And and, in case you have history with some of the things we're going to talk about regarding those mental health issues
0: like um i just want oh to also spoilers and spoilers of Always course spoilers. spoilers of course love the spoilers uh
1: but i want to know about this habit that you developed that you realized was linked to this movie
0: yeah okay so
3: i'm watching the movie and when she finds the key yeah right in the that's So my entire life, I don't know if you can, listener, please, you you can't see, but um, uh, you can hear this. That's a big jar of keys I have. And my entire life that I can remember, I've always kept found keys. I have a ton of them. I just, I find them all the time. really, And I've always kept them. I've always kept them, and I used to, not so much anymore, but I used to always carry at least one of these found keys on me, like on a necklace or something. And my thought process, it was my way of sort of keeping magic in my life, was like, maybe this is a magical key that I'm going to need at some point in my life. And I'm watching this movie, and I see that scene, and I'm just like, hey, And I'm just like, holy shit. Is this where I picked up the habit? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think this is where I picked up the habit. Like, I had no idea that I had spent most of my life doing this thing based off of this film.
1: That's so funny.
3: I I have tons of keys. That's just a small portion. Listener,
2: he's not telling you also, but another thing he does is he constantly carries a chicken around with him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For good luck.
3: I I mean... to be fair, it's chicken jerky. <laughs> but it talks to me.
1: That's, you know when we were talking about mental health?
2: Mental health. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, any pleasant effects, surprises, or other stuff?
2: I, I, so I am a fan of Gene Marsh, but for some reason my memory of Jean Marsh is, uh, is, is Willow. I don't know if that's the same for Michelangelo or not, but it's like for some reason Willow is what I think of when I think of her. But as soon as I saw her, and as soon as I heard Dora the Gale," I was like, Oh my god. This is what this is what I remember. It's not it's not Willow, it's this. This Gene Marsh character is, is what I remember. Yeah.
0: Also that
1: dress she's she's wearing at the uh, beginning is epic. Oh,
0: Incredible costumes. Epic. Yeah, the costume
1: design. There's a lot of really like the the ladies in that movie had some epic, epic costumes.
3: Speaking of ladies in the movie, Piper Laurie, who you neglected to mention, and the people starring in this film, she she played Aunt M, and I mean she is still working to this day. She was in like so like if if you're a horror film fan, you would probably recognize her most from Carrie, but she's got like four Oscar nominations. She was in Twin Peaks, which she won an Emmy for. Like she, she, like it, it blows my mind that like someone in this, uh, other than Faruka Balk, obviously who was like a little child, but like she's still working, still working. She was in the faculty.
1: Yeah. There's mm, there's a lot of cast in this movie. Also, Deep Roy, by the a way, lot. is in this mm-hmm. film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. as As a tin tin man man, we love
1: but it's it's so crazy we like i was i actually watched this one with my husband he like rarely watches the movies with me but i started watching it like on a saturday morning at it started and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna get him to watch this with me because it's not too scary he doesn't really love horror movies um and we were watching it and we were like how do you think they did that how do you think they did that? Like, because TikTok is impressive.
2: <laughs> TikTok is incredible.
1: Yes. it's so cool.
3: The poor Michael Sudan. yes, the poor guy who was the uh, into performer. He's balled like balled up,
1: Hes like down, crouched
3: down, balled up for yeah, hours. walking on his hands, hours on like, it's like wild. I I played in Eminem. I played in m M&M at a conference once. It was like a like a like at a convention hall, and I was walking around like in a
1: costume as
3: an Eminem. Yeah, it was like so. It oh was like God, a. I, I strapped essentially this like big engine to my back, my back that was like this like eighty pound thing that was like a blue air. Got it. And then it would blow up the costume, and I was walking around as this big m M&M And I, I, my partner, it was two of us were. Two actors were hired for this. Me and this wonderful Um, uh, actress—I won't say her name—but she's wonderful. Anyways, I met her. uh, We were working this gig, and and the idea was is that we would both we would switch on and off. But like it was so the thing was so heavy, and like after seeing her in there, I was like, you know, I think I should just be in this thing the whole time because you're you're and she was. Better at like dealing with the people And handing out the candy So I was like I'll just go in And it was so painfully uncomfortable And it was not nearly As crazy As what this guy went through Shooting this Hours Hours on end People are melting out of their costumes And this guy's in this like metal thing Like hunched over Walking around
0: but and it looks so God, cool. I
3: TikTok. <laughs> I want to. Awesome. I want to be. I want to be him. I have always valued my lifelessness.
1: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> so when he cries, he tear for Dorothy. So oh.
0: <laughs>
2: in the in the land or in the world yeah. of Oz, my favorite character oh. is TikTok. Mine's mine. Mine's. Jack. You gotta love Jack too, but Jack but I just I love. For That's me, great. TikTok is everything, and um, it it yeah. He's he's just brilliant in that film, and and you actually feel the love that Dorothy, you know, has for him, and and the bonding they have. It's it's crazy to think that I am getting like I was getting like emotional watching that film. I actually was. I was like, this is so. Sweet. This is such a precious film.
1: And then he like pretends that he's wind down mm-hmm. so that she can like so they can work together. It's so cute. And then guess and he's like, he thought he thought it through. He was like, yeah. well,
0: you
2: can see what I become. And his ornament was what was it was a military oh, a citation. It yeah. was like an award. I was like, oh man, TikTok. What a <laughs> soldier. What a soldier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But but there's a lot, like, I don't know, Jack, also an inspiration for Jack Skellington.
2: Yeah, Jack Pumpkinhead's awesome, yeah.
1: Um, again, as I was watching this, because anyone who knows me knows that I have an obsession with, like, the history of asylums, of insane asylums, um, as they were called back then. And then so I'm watching this and I'm going, wait, is this why I'm obsessed with like electroconvulsive therapy? Because I have like stacks and stacks of books about electroconvulsive therapy and the history of like mental health care in the late like 1900s and and then she gets to her room and then the little blonde girl comes and hands her a jack-o'-lantern and i was like holy shit this movie is me like what is
0: this (laughs) (laughs) it was
1: just so strange i just went this is and again i wonder like how much of that shit again i read that book there there's a picture of me somewhere in a photo album at my parents house of me sitting i was like six years old Sitting on the toilet, reading this book. (laughs) I was obsessed.
3: Uh, And and this movie, to me, it, it perfectly captures the melancholy that is autumn. Like, I love autumn, but it is, to me, a very melancholy time of year, you know? And this, the first part of the movie, like gets that, especially as a. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, which is very, very different from Kansas City, Kansas. Um, but like, uh, the visuals I connected with long, open, vast, depressing fields. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would like to sure. point out, though, just because we're talking about it, that you grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, which is very different than Kansas City, Kansas. But if ever you go to Kansas City, Missouri, those souvenir shops are going to sell you whatever fucking Wizard of Oz tchotchke you can get oh,
0: your yeah. boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just for yeah. people who
1: don't know, right?
2: <laughs> I, I want to take a poll because I've also been to Kansas City. My So interesting story. My wife is from Kansas City, Missouri. So I have been there as well. But um, I, I, I just taking a poll, the three of us, because we've all been there. How many of those tchotchkes were returned to Oz tchotchkes?
1: I saw none. Zero.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, here, it's no, all, it's yeah. all, it's well, all, would have to be a store.
1: it would have to be like a Disney store oh, in right. Kansas City, Missouri. Oh,
3: they don't, they don't, I've never, I've never seen any returned, to no, Oz me either. Merchandise. Oh, it's so sad. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a complete and utter flop,
2: unfortunately.
1: Uh. We need um, justice for return to Oz. Is what I say.
2: If, if nothing else happens from this podcast, I want to convince our five listeners to go out and watch this film. Yes, I think I and,
3: and I think we should sell merchandise. <laughs> Pu- well, merchandise, yes, a pumpkin slash jack o' lantern comb or brush.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that! I love that. Was that was so
1: good. <laughs>
3: We should totally sell a return, well, it can't be a return, it would have to be a return slot of horror, uh, pumpkin Pumpkin comb, (laughs) comb need to comb
1: your pumpkin's hair, we've got just the thing for you,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how often I've been embarrassed, because you don't have a comb for your pumpkin, going to social events, during Halloween, I, I don't have a comb for my pumpkin. Spruce, spruce it but, up, but spruce it up, yeah. Mickey. Maybe Mickey wouldn't be so mad at his children when his pumpkins rot if he had had a comb or a brush to keep it fresh.
1: Um, but I do want to talk about one thing that I thought was brilliant is how they used visually, but a lot in sound. How they called back the quote unquote real world versus Oz. That was. It was one of those things where you go, "Oh, they actually thought about what they were doing."
3: Well, the director
0: sound <laughs> Song design, yeah. no, but it like but I know,
1: but it's that's not always a given. Like when the yep. Wheelers come, yeah, the sound of the Wheelers is the exact same sound as the Gurney at the hospital and like yeah. there's a few callbacks like that and it's just so smart and it's so and it's not like it's not spelled out for you
2: no oh, no 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 it's
1: just there and if you notice it good and like the, again that's probably the kind of thing i wouldn't have noticed as a kid i don't think like maybe subconsciously but i don't remember thinking like oh how clever <laughs> the sound designer just like mm-hmm. put in the exact same sound as the gurdy
2: wheels no you didn't you didn't think about that because as a kid the minute you see the wheelers you're like what? Where were these in the last wizard of Oz? Are these the monkeys now? What I don't my expectations were not met because my expectations were solely based on a a true sequel, like a like an actual you know, by the book sequel.
1: Funny. I don't have Again, I don't remember in what context I watched it, but I don't like I don't know that my parents would have been like, "Oh, this is a sequel to I don't know. I don't remember having any of those expectations.
2: Well, I, I just remember it because, I mean, it's called Return to Oz. And I mean, then when you watch it, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I maybe it's different. I don't know how The Wizard of Oz, I'm sure it's received the exact same in Canada as, as in America. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> I remember huddling around my like living room with my family, watching like the you know, forty fifth anniversary, or maybe it was the fiftieth anniversary of the Wizard of Oz in our living room. And it was like a three day event on ABC where they're honoring oh. that film. It's yeah. like it is it is love. It was a big thing in,
3: in in America in the US, US of A. Yeah,
1: maybe that's I don't know. I don't know.
3: You you're I mean still to this day, my my nephew who is now eighteen, um this The Wizard of Oz, not The Return of Oz. The Wizard of Oz was like his favorite film until he was probably like eight or nine, maybe.
1: It holds up. Probably past that. For sure.
3: He, I mean, basically, during the period of time that he loved Santa Claus and he believed in Santa Claus, he loved The Wizard of Oz.
2: Well, The Wizard of Oz does this thing that, that it transcends the film, and it's like, I'll go to people's houses and they'll have Wizard of Oz figurines like right. in like on a collectible shelf but not Your no soul. no but not but not <laughs> <laughs> but not but not in a fanboy way these are like normal people like yes i have jason <laughs> yeah normal, <laughs> normal
3: wizard people of oz, I, I, mean, I gotta say i've i've been <laughs> into a lot of homes and every i i other than old people <laughs> friends of my grandmother I got, they never,
2: that. Ever, and i grew up in kansas city they, missouri they, they man. got the wizard of oz they got the betty boops they got the you know the, the classic oh Bugs Bunnies. <laughs> 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 They're eating laffy taffys The precious
1: moments. That's what you it
2: got, is. You
3: got nickel nips. I wish they were still a nickel. Nickel nips. <laughs> I remember when nickel nips were a penny.
1: Oh my god.
3: Listen, listen to last year's Halloween yeah. celebration.
1: Candy. Uh,
2: uh, that was the trick or treats episode. Sp- speaking of nips, I have, I have, I have a question for you guys. Um, did you guys think it was like almost just like hilarious and adorable how the Gnome King introduces the Ruby Red Slippers. <laughs> was it not like, oh, hello? Okay. And it's like just the way he kicked his little feet. I was like, that is I was like, nobody I looked around the room, I was like, nobody else think that was hilarious. I thought that was so <laughs> cute and
0: funny.
3: That
2: segment was
3: probably man, it might have been my favorite segment in the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole that whole segment, Nicole Williamson is brilliant He's so good. and it like comes as it comes as no surprise that um playwright John Osborne said he was the greatest actor since Marlon Brando he was also described uh, by Samuel Beckett as touched by genius and he was viewed by his contemporaries as basically his generation's
2: handler. Yeah I believe it
3: like he was a a brilliant actor and it comes through in his performance but also the special effects during that like the the subtle realization that he's becoming yeah. human like the first it's so cool it's like is he is he what's happening and then it's just like oh it's he's so good and then yeah the little slippers come out
2: uh is it nickel or nicole nick n- nicole I, th- I think it's nicole, nicole. well i i doesn't matter. I mean it's it's him. it's yeah uh, I've heard he's the gnome he, king, he, he's, he's brilliant in uh, uh, what's the Excalibur too? He's Merlin, Merlin. He's freaking awesome, yeah. He's a, yeah, that there's something to you talk about like the subtlety and then and the not being like um, like not trotting too heavy in exposition and letting the the viewer find it out. I think that that is part of what is so brilliant as an adult watching this is that it develops for you in a way that I think an editor and a sound designer. Can do better than somebody who's just trying to direct their first, you know, kid film. I mean, he just does not dabble in exposition. And it's so, it's just great. I don't (laughs) know else to say it. I'm telling you again, it's so great.
3: uh, I think, you know, the director, you know, worked on Apocalypse Now, Godfather films, like all these great films. And the writer, um, you know, he wrote. The Wizard of Oz, and he was very reluctant to write sequels. Mm -hmm. It took him a long time to get to the sequels. And much like Mark Twain, he essentially had a ton of bad investments that did not work out. And I think like any artist who's successful, you don't want to be defined by one thing, right? So he had lofty... Ideas of, like, creating different works that talked about uh, politics and, you know, world concerns. And what happened was he went back to the well where he could make money because he had to. And he wrote these books and he imbued them with his political views, which in certain terms were very progressive and in other terms were not. But I don't think the racism comes through in his his books at all. Um, and uh, I think like that that concept is what makes this film so good is that the director also didn't like necessarily make a children's film, although it works for children. It, it, it like it's 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 covers all that ground. Yeah, like you—you you just said, you know, this two-year-old was totally connected. We were all connected. Your your husband, who is this big, burly Canadian, French Canadian, massive of a man, a manly man, he was connected. Like it—it just—it if you give it a chance, it just pulls you in.
1: And there's I, what's fun about it is that there's as much as a 2 year old can watch it and appreciate it cuz it's just so fascinating to watch because of the way that it was made i also feel like there's a lot to unpack like as as an adult there are like uh, there are yeah. things that i understood and like that i took from it but then you know the movie ended and then you know we started we started talking about like oh what do you think like this means and what like why eggs and like there's just there's a lot to unpack, and I think that it's a really rich film. and again, I'm really bummed that it it kind of flew under the radar and people had panned it because I think that it's yeah grossly underappreciated
2: so, so to touch on the two year old it's it's tactile because of the practical yeah X yeah and it's and it's shimmery and pretty sparkles and, and and even when it's not, even when you're down with the gnome King, there's something that is still like not glossy. I can't say glossy is not right, but there's something just like bright and pretty about it. You know, even when they're going dark like that, I I just think that it's very like, I think that's what I I can't, I can't assume what a two year old thinks, but yeah. I will. I mean, sometimes I can, I, I just, it's a, it's
3: a real, it's a real thing. Like those special effects are actually yeah. real things in life that can be
0: touched. Yeah.
3: And I think that that has an effect on your mind. Like this, <laughs> This movie (laughs) far surpasses any, like, Harry Potter film or any Marvel film, like, like, like a huge issue, a problem, a thing that made it a nightmare to make is the fact that all these effects are practical. It's before CGI, right? But, like, that's also the thing that makes it so good.
1: good. Yeah.
3: We haven't even mentioned uh, uh uh Brian Henson, who plays Jack Pumpkinhead, who is so sweet and so wonderful. He both does he does both the voice and the uh um puppeteering of Jack Pumpkinhead, who is very difficult to life. Oh yeah. And <laughs> when he shows up on screen, I could smell pumpkin spice <laughs> i literally well
1: that's sadistic i mm, love,
3: i that's okay yeah. <laughs> well no i didn't want to eat them i just wanted to smell
2: them because that's not creepy at all don't get me started on killer clowns I, from I, outer I, space I, smelling people at the end of the film
0: just continue comb his hair continue. Okay, okay. Continue. we're, continue. Yeah. we're yeah. kidding
3: we're kidding um comb, comb, his, comb his hair um uh but uh he, he i loved him and i think the fact that he, his face his whole head was supposed to be fully animatronic but like they had to make budget cuts and it it is the way it is and i th- like despite that i totally get through the performance both voice and body all of the things that jack pumpkin head goes through
1: the head pretty cool like when he's surprised that head moves God,
3: all right that's a good costume idea
1: jack pumpkin head
3: right there jack jack pumpkin head okay so I'm
1: you gonna, do gonna, that I'm gonna, I'm mickey starting, you can be a I'm gum
3: start no no i want to be TikTok. i want to be TikTok.
1: okay fair enough oh,
3: hold on i'm, I'm on I'm a diet right now i'm gonna start dieting right now yeah uh, perfect I'm I'm a... the problem is i have so much muscle and well um, i'm gonna i really gotta stand i'm down.
2: gonna start doing yoga so i can fold myself up into a little ball and do TikTok.
3: perfect and he can't talk the whole night, so that'll be good for us. Molly, we'll talk for you. We yeah, we just
1: don't wind talk. him
2: up. Oh, that would really suck, actually, now that I think about it. We won't wind up his head. He won't wind up or any of me. Life. I'll just sit sitting there all night for, like, three years. For three years, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> uh, can we talk about uh, the chicken? Belina. Oh, Belina.
2: Oh, Belina. Oh, Belina. That's so great. love Belina. That is a
1: really good animatronic chicken. She
3: looks real half the time,
2: you know?
1: it's crazy
2: well my understanding is when they did the uh like wide like um you know the wide shots they put a real actual chicken chicken.
1: yeah yeah like (laughs) it's so funny because there's a shot when dorothy starts running down the yellow brick road and then belina is like following her kind of flopping around (laughs) i just thought how do you get a chicken to run (laughs) (laughs) how do you direct a chicken like, I know that there are people like there are dog wranglers and cat wranglers in Hollywood, but, yeah, but I want to meet the chicken wrangler. Because having, having had to work with chickens on another set, they do not do what you want them you to do. You work with chickens? I did, I did work with chickens on a set.
3: I got to hear, what, it, what was that experience like?
1: Bless all animals, <laughs> but chickens are dumb.
3: Chickens actually scare the shit out of me
1: you that is the correct response
3: yes to chickens when there's when there's too many of them yeah, they'll like a chicken they're basically dinosaurs, yep, yep. they're little dinosaurs, and like you'll see them uh mickey could probably attest to this if you've ever gone to like with with you when you when your sons were young uh uh you go to like a farm during i I, I grew up on a farm go, yeah, well, there you go, my um, grandparents they'll fucking yeah. like they look kind of like they' kind of like Pluck little kids, like, hey, can I fucking take this guy down and eat him? Because chickens eat anything.
1: Chickens will eat. Uh, chickens Don't will anything. eat you if they could, if they get the opportunity.
3: If yeah. you were, if you were to have a heart attack or a stroke or something and die or become paralyzed, like, oh, that's a nightmare right there. You become paralyzed and you can't move, and there's a fucking bunch of chickens around you. You're fucked. Guess what? Those chickens are going to eat you while you're alive.
1: We talk about about pig farms and snatch, but the real scary one. <laughs> chickens
3: <laughs> that that said that said i do have a dream of like owning chickens and like, using their eggs
1: <laughs> cool. you and do that. Giving,
3: giving them a very uh, like like don't get me wrong i think chickens should, like any other animal should have a very good life even if you're eating them or their eggs they yeah. Should have yeah wonderful lives
2: yeah well also uh, you know with your fear of chickens think about a 10 year old girl who is got an animatronic chicken most of the time and then sometimes carrying a <laughs> real chicken <laughs> like on I her i know
3: Oh,
1: Faruka,
2: Faruka Balk is a badass. Yeah. Oh, Faruka. Not <laughs> oh,
3: I've been saying Faruka Balk the whole time.
1: You're thinking Faruka Salt.
2: I also loved Different her in, in her latter years. The film she did, you know, post, like when she was doing the craft. I mean, Water she's still
1: but... alive, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay, so l- let's talk about Feruza Balk. We mentioned that she's. She's amazing in this movie. Like, what did you guys think about the fact that she was 10 versus 16? Because, like, obviously, it was a choice, right? To cast an actual kid. Yeah. Because we've established that Dorothy, like, in the first movie, is she meant to be like 16 or is she meant to be a kid? And they hired Judy Garland, who was 16 but looked like a kid.
3: I think she's meant to be a kid. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. A kid as well. Okay. I, I also think that, that they were just, I think that the, the filmmakers in this one were trying to be, like, really true to the books. Right. And I think that's where I it came also, from.
1: I also think that that's probably what made me connect to this movie as, as a young girl myself. I think it probably made me connect more because, I mean, I was a little bit younger than her, but yeah. I saw I was a little girl, too. Like, maybe I can go to Oz. Yeah.
3: And I I also think it's like they struck gold and they knew it with her. You know what I mean? Yeah, with her. Yeah, like they they had their casting calls out. I'm sure they were seeing different age ranges. I don't know for a fact, but like they, they it it is unquestionable. They struck gold with her.
2: Yeah, for sure. I actually, I, I watched a documentary about it. Um, like and, the making of. Yeah, it was like it was like. Thirty minutes. Wouldn't was
1: it be- the one narrated by George Carlin? No. Oh.
2: What? <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, there's a making that of that's awesome. that's narrated by George Carlin.
2: Okay, well, my my making of was not that cool. Okay, but um, but the making of I watched. Uh, you know, they were talking about how, but how game she was for everything. She did her own stunts. She was put into situations that probably, to in today's standards, no kid would be put into. But they were like, you know, hoisting her up, dropping her at fast speeds and trying to get all these practical effects working yes. while like literally like sacrificing <laughs> Fruzabalk's uh body. But the director even said it's like she is such a curious kid. She wants to be a part of everything. She wants to know how this works, how that works. And I just and I agree with you. I was like I was so uh, I, I admired her curiosity and her uh, adventurous nature. And just the fact that they were able to find somebody like that makes this film just takes it to that level where Yeah. Yeah, she's great.
1: I guess her natural curiosity is probably what made her such an yeah. amazing Dorothy.
2: And also throughout her career, her career's a good career, man. Oh, it's a good she's career. Amazing she's amazing stuff. It's beyond she goes beyond
3: uh uh acting. You know, she's a musician, she's a visual artist, she is Is she like I dep- didn't know that. Yeah, she's she is she is an artist in all of its compasses. She is she's a true artistic soul. Um and uh if you're a fan of hers I highly recommend the documentary about the making of the Island of Doctor Monroe. Her experiences on that film very interesting. Um
2: yes, I have watched that documentary sad. a couple times. It's great. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's Island of Lost Souls or something like. I think I, that's the I'll have name to look it, it up,
2: but it's about like the same director who but, did the the Color Purple, not the um, not the Color Purple. Sorry, Color Out of Space. The Color Space. Just
3: yeah, recently. he's he, he, the Color Out of Space. He's recently had a, a reinsurgence, but uh, he a promising young director who who was crushed by the industry,
2: and, which brings well, up something. But also, yeah, and and the people in it. I mean, I would say that's like. You have major egos playing at this particular point. And yeah, it, that documentary is not what this podcast is about. But her, but yeah. her, but her, she's great yeah, but she Her is
3: experience great. is very interesting, and she's great
2: in that film. Um, her loyalty to creativity and trying to see the vision of the director through, I think, is what you glean from that documentary. And I think it's also what I glean from the, the behind-the-scenes of this movie is that she is so game. And she is so behind the people behind the camera that it must be a true joy to work with her.
1: More is a Bulk, guys.
0: Huh? More yeah. is a Bulk. <laughs> Jesus. Sure.
1: She's. We need she's, to make t-shirts.
3: Her character is so sweet. She's always just like, it can't be helped. You know, just like you know, it reminds me. She's it reminds like such me. an
1: old soul. Like she's such an old yeah. soul, ten year old. It's like it happens all the time. <laughs>
3: So good. she's so sweet her character's so sweet it's so well re- it really like makes me want to read these books yeah the
1: exact same thought i was like yep. wait this world is like so big like this universe is so big and i know only what has been like spoon fed to me in these two movies i have a question about um the whole mom thing can we talk about that so oh, mom
3: like, Jack Pumpkinhead?
1: Well, there's, like... So, okay. Yeah. Dorothy lives with her aunt and uncle. We assume she has... she's an orphan or something. Yeah. And then there's the whole Jack Pumpkinhead thing where he's like, oh, can I call you mom? Yep. Yeah. And then there's mm-hmm. Princess Mombi. Yeah. and I'm just wondering and like I don't have an answer to this and this is probably something that like might be elaborated on perhaps in the books or elsewhere I don't know but I just I don't know I feel like there's a lot of mom going on for it to not have any other significance other than like oh no that's just happens to be what we called that character and he. Oh, moms
3: what- are the best Yeah, mom I love yep.
1: you so that's our explanation for
3: Yep. Have you seen the movie okay.
2: X? Have you seen the movie X? No.
3: Okay. Don't bring this up.
2: Okay, I won't bring it up. I won't Don't bring it bring okay. up. X. Okay, I won't bring it up. I won't bring it up. But but I, I do think that there is something to be said about so uh, Dorothy and Ozma are similar of age and Jack calls them mom because they created or because Ozma created Jack so that's his true mom because he has no other reference other than the person who created him and B. Is
1: like a zombie mom. Oh,
2: (laughs) very Halloweeny. And I don't think we should probably keep this for the podcast because it's too deep. But I do think there's something to be said about the fact that she's an older woman and she's bitter and angry, and the younger females are. I I think that there is something very like, like
3: explain. (laughs) No, no, I want to
2: hear this. I think I think it's better explained in the movie X. I think that men who write stories for women they adore young women and they treat older women as witches. Fair enough. And and I think that that's probably okay. from the book. You know? Well, it's, so, it's, so
1: we I cuz after the movie we were like, "But why chicken eggs?" <laughs> <laughs> like why <laughs> why chickens, right? Hey,
3: some people have maybe the maybe um uh, uh layman uh Frank Boehm, i'm not saying his name right at all <laughs> maybe he was allergic to eggs
1: you know? he was not but how not, do you know because i because i looked it up <laughs> oh, okay and so well again there's no this is speculation but there was an essay that was written about the whole egg thing and one of the theories okay. is that it's like a patriarchal versus matriarchal thing. Oh, okay. We're like, it's a patriarchal society because there's no m- male gnomes. And so, like, the egg represents, obviously, always the woman. And so, like, eggs are evil because it's a patriarchal gnome society, societal structure. I mean, it's not a societal you structure. Mean- it's like a kingdom or whatever those... Okay. Monarchy.
3: Did you? I'm. I'm sorry. I'm a little confused. You, I think you said that there are no male females. Yes. Okay. No female yeah. gnomes.
2: Yeah. I that that that's a cool read. That's a, I don't yeah.
1: know. Again, I feel like that, like I said, the, I finished watching this movie and I was like, I, I need to like read more and I. I want to, and not because because sometimes you're like, I'm so confused. I need to like read up on this. And I wasn't confused. I just wanted to like dig deeper.
3: Well, it's it's deep. It's 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 rich. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's stuff to get into with this. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. How great was Toto? Tansy, who played Toto, God. that fucking dog was so goddamn cute. So
1: he cute. He was so good. And then he sat he down so like a good boy.
3: He sat down like a good boy. I want, <laughs> I, I want that in my life so badly. He's the, he is the antithesis of a cat. He was just so. Ooh sweet these little he's, he's so like he's got like like haunches you just want to squeeze his little legs his
1: i little mean he body. knows what's I up God he's I like maybe him. you guys are going to oz and i want to go back there
3: if i think he would have come he would have come then if he had known
2: that. well but also i think toto's experience in oz in the first movie is pretty <laughs> it's like it's like his <laughs> he was like i don't like <laughs> his experience, <laughs> not back his experience there. versus dorothy's experience it's <laughs> like fucking monkeys. yeah we're crazy. Yeah, he's like Toto's like, get me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't blame Toto like, being like.
1: Are fl- you want me to Flying say? monkeys. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. I'll will I'll hold if, down if, the fort, man. I'll hold if down if the fort. If monkeys
3: could fly, if monkeys could fly, it would. They would take over the world. They'd rip your dick off and they would rip your face off and they. Would, it's it's awful. Don't trust monkeys. Um. Give them a good life. Give them a good
1: life. No flying monkeys in this one. No. Oh. So we're safe. Just terrifying uh, wheelers.
2: Yeah. Wheelers. Terrifying.
1: Terrifying wheelers. So cool, though.
2: Shout out Pons Mar. Pons Mar. Amazing.
3: Who was uh, the, gnome, the m- gnome messenger. Well, the, at, the, as the as lead, well
0: wheeler. As lead
2: wheeler. The lead wheeler and the nurse Wilson's assistant. Uh, also, I, I believe he helped Jack with his physicality. He was like the and guy behind. He's
0: the his,
1: movement guy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, also here's a cra- here's something crazy. If you grew up in the
3: '80s, you'll know this. Um, uh, Pons Mar was he performed as the voice and the body model of the Noid. Oh, the from Noid! <laughs> yeah, The Domino's. Noid from the uh, Domino's
0: yeah. Pizza do You got, you got Oh, you got to oh, <laughs> watch it tonight.
2: <laughs> you don't know what the Noid is? Avoid the it Noid. It was even a Nintendo game. Avoid the Noid. Avoid the Noid.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. There's a God. guy
3: who went insane over this. and Like, did he kill people? I don't know if he killed people, but, like,
1: it was a thing. Okay, we're going to have to oh, do yeah, an man. episode about avoid the Noid. Yeah, avoid yeah. the Noid.
2: Avoid the Noid's a whole thing. Yes, yes. It's incredible. This is... This is... I had a rubber action figure of the Noid. <laughs> I did. I wish I still had it, but it was so, just, like, a little rubber action figure with this, like... Quite... Yeah. Quick, quick Domino's
3: promo. Domino's (laughs) going to sponsor us now. Um, When I worked in Chelsea, when I worked in Chelsea at a coffee shop, I I met a lot of amazing people, artists and uh, professionals. And uh, uh, one of my regulars was a a very famous makeup artist. And him and his partner uh, uh, were very well-to-do. And um, they would host these amazing wonderful parties in their uh, like a fantastic chelsea apartment and they were like do you know what the best pizza in new york is (gasps) and i was like what and they were like (laughs) domino thin crust cheese pizza he goes he, he would say whenever i have a dinner party Get the do- I'll order Domino's thin crust pizza, and I cut it in a certain way. I'd say <laughs> don't cut it, you know. And I cut. He cut it in a certain way, and I put it on a silver platter. And people would eat it, and they'd just be like, "This is the most amazing." That thing is <laughs> hilarious. And like, no idea that it was Domino's pizza that that's, they were eating. That's so like, funny. Like, upper upper crust people, oh, celebrities, sure. famous people, in in, in in all the different uh, arts uh, uh, industries, like just like. Salivating over yeah. uh, th- this amazing. That's amazing. Lamb. This this, this just, like pizza. appetizer they would serve, and it was like Domino's pizza. I love that Domino's thin crust pizza. I had it. I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I guess I'm a, my because I grew up in a Sicilian American yeah. home. I know what like, amazing pizza tastes like. It doesn't do it for me, but like my Allie, my partner, she loves Domino's. No no shade on dominoes, but avoid the
2: noid. Avoid the noid, guys. Avoid <laughs> the noid.
3: So can, 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 can I ask a question? I don't know if it's if is it too just should I not bring this up it's yet?
1: That's
2: fine. No, bring it up now and then we'll decide if we want or not.
1: I don't know what you're gonna talk about.
2: So. Just just say what do you, what do you what do you guys think happened?
1: That is super vague. What do you mean?
3: Do you think, like, her, like, do you think she has a, 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 some sort of, uh, mental dissociative disorder? Or did this happen to her? What do you guys, like, what do you guys believe in your, in your, in your, the center of
0: you? What do you guys connect with? I think. That based on
2: the the, fan, the 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 fantastical nature of it, I have to believe in my heart of hearts that that for Dorothy Gale, she did go to these places. This is real um I think that in the same way I think of Neverland or the same way I think of Narnia or the same way I think of uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's like, for me, in these stories, because they are for children, and even if they work on adults, that's great, but these are for children, I believe that those places are magical and real. They exist, and we have to believe in those magical and real places. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole religious part of that, but... But for Dorothy Gale, that place is real.
1: No, but in... But hold on. In Oz, there's, like, you know, Aunt M says straight out to Dorothy, like, that was all, like, that was all a dream. That never happened. Like, you've got to stop talking about this place. Like, that... In that respect, in that universe, the adults are saying, like, this does not exist. Um,
3: there are parallels. I mean... You see you see the manifestation of things from her actual life come like like you see the parallel like the key like i mean the the, the, other the the key
2: crosses both worlds i mean I, you can
3: No but like she said the sound design there are actors who play other parts in each thing like th- there are parallels that 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 can lead you to believe like to make you actually question yeah the bad you know, doctor
1: like, is the bad king
3: is this a associative disorder brought on by, you know, an overactive imagination, which is an actual, like, disorder, or is this—is uh, she
1: actually going to this place? What do, you, what do you think, Michelangelo?
3: Like I said, the dissociative disorder in severe trauma cases, you know, your brain can employ these coping tools to help you survive and America circa 1899 was a hard place to live and i can only imagine how hard it could be for an orphan farmer girl in kansas um it's possible she had an overactive imagination which is an actual disorder or a type of fantasy prone personality uh but i i like i like, I, I want to believe that there is still magic left in this world, but there is a very cynical, bitter part of myself that can't help but think, that can't help but think that there that all of this never happened, and that there is no such thing as magic left anymore. Marika, what do you think?
1: I think um, that whether or not Oz actually exists is beside the point. Um, Because the whole premise, well, anyway, in this movie is that, like, she can't sleep. Like, she doesn't sleep anymore. She has insomnia because shit went down and like part of that is you know she thinks she's always thinking of Oz but like you know there's issues there and she's living a hard life and she's her chicken isn't laying eggs anymore which I is a big problem because that's food that you need and so whether or not that place really exists doesn't matter it's the fact that she got to go there
0: that's important
1: but do you
3: do you believe that she went there in your
0: heart of
2: hearts
1: in her mind she did
3: but you don't believe she actually went there
1: no there was too many there were too many callbacks to the real world like there was too it was too connected to the real world to have been a place that is disconnected from the real world if that makes sense
3: it does it does mickey do you do you believe in your heart of hearts she went there i do i love that i do we're glad that's and that's what's great about this film is it doesn't it doesn't
2: even the noise print that that's a sound designer having fun on a movie or like there are things that, that 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 are callbacks or whatever
1: yeah but that's not no, done not like fun. that's intentional no, no. yeah. it,
2: it is intentional it is intentional but if we're talking about the text or not let's not go into the text so if we're talking about Dorothy Gale and the Land of Oz the Land of Oz and for Dorothy Gale is real af and so for my like what I am going to say is that for
0: me mickey the land of oz is real as fuck i love that man
1: sold i
3: I want that to be true i want that in my heart of hearts to be true so badly i want
1: also i really i remember being a kid and like desperately hoping that at some point in my life i would be put in a room full of tchotchkes and be, like, given the very <laughs> difficult responsibility of, like, choosing why. Like, that's never come up in my adult life, and I'm really <laughs> bummed about that.
3: It might. You, did still got, you still got life to go. Like,
1: that idea, to me, was always, like, I would play, like, when I played, I was like, yeah, and then. Or, like, it was me. I would, like make up scenarios where i was getting people to guess like what a secret word or a secret object was like that that really like imprinted on me as something like really really cool
3: i'm i i got a I got a great i got a great idea for a new halloween game you
0: guess the trim kit
3: special room and well we got it yeah you have a special room in your halloween party house full of awesome tchotchkes and trinkets and you have to guess what is the rice right one like we gotta we gotta work some stuff out but like this sounds like it could be a really fun halloween game
1: all right we'll work on that we'll do a we'll do a return to oz halloween party
2: oh i love that oh, idea. i like oh, that that. i love so awesome. that idea
1: yeah
3: i call uh i call mickey is tiktok
1: <laughs> oh also like the heads in the cupboards love it dude oh no
3: scare dude,
1: dude fucking
3: blue my mind. it's still terrifying to this day but like that's the that's the thing that's brilliant about this film is it's not so terrifying that it's like okay you can't it's not like maniac right Yeah, right 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 <laughs> it's like don't show this to a child it's like just it it it, it
2: rides that line so perfectly, dude. Do we say Mar- Marika? Who are you? I don't.
1: I don't know. We didn't discuss this. We should talk about it
2: because, like, I feel like I, I would love to be TikTok uh, Michelangelo. Marika is uh, Michelangelo. Uh, Marika is Gump. Michelangelo's obviously like the lead wheeler.
1: No, he wanted to be. He wanted to be Jack. I'm okay. No, with no, that.
2: I, no, I'm not fine with that. He's the lead wheeler. I'm Jack Pumpkinhead, <laughs> and Marika Gump. No, I don't think Marika Gump. I think Marika I is not Gump.
1: I mean, we love Gump, but no.
2: You're you're Dorothy. Gale. I was gonna say Dorothy. For me, Marika, you're Dorothy.
3: Marika's Mar- Marika's the scarecrow.
2: She's the king.
1: No. She's the new
3: king. She's always right.
1: You're making some really bad choices for me.
3: Yeah, I'm not feeling that either. Okay, are you? Are you, okay? You're the Dome King. <laughs> no.
1: I mean, if I get to wear the shoes,
3: uh, fuck Yeah, yeah and then the I get shoes. to like <laughs>
1: coyly pop them out from underneath my robes.
3: In- interesting fact. This so Disney bought the rights, right? To the book, um, yep. to, to to the book series, right? And they were under pressure to make a uh something uh before their uh rights expired. Um, the only thing they had to pay a copyright on was the shoes. The shoes are an MGM
2: property because they're
1: not in the books. Because in the books, the shoes sho- are silver, it's about the shoes are silver, and then the Gnome King. Transform, transforms the belt, or the shoes, into a belt. So in Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz, it, it's not shoes, it's a belt. But Disney paid to use the shoes because it's so iconic. Because they could have done it without. Because it's and not it even works in the it so
3: well so. with like the like slate gray coloring of him and he... he, he Peeks out his little cute every, shoes.
2: Every every high school in America that's doing Wizard of Oz this spring for their musical is using ruby red slippers. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm just saying it's like that's 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 how it permeates the Wizard of Oz. It's like, oh yeah, you can't make a film without the ruby red slippers. So, no. um, but I, I will I will go out on a limb and just say that, and my personal vote for Marika is to be Dorothy Gale because. She, you fit that through and through, and I feel like even on the podcast, you are the Dorothy Gale of the podcast. (laughs) Keeping that that, means I'll take it. No, keeping that shit together. Getting us to the end.
1: Being very understanding.
2: Trying to be like, it's okay, TikTok. Nothing can be done about it. <laughs> Nothing can be You're done now. You're winding
1: down your thought, but it's okay. I'll get you back on that- track. Hold uh, on.
2: Michelangelo constantly saying, trying to call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> trying to call your mom. Mom. What do you guys...
3: Mom? I love you, Mom. What do you guys... Mercy Tomei. What do you guys think of... Like, would you... <laughs> She's so sweet, Dorothy. So sweet. Would you go back to Kansas? Would you go back? (laughs) (laughs) That fucking bullshit.
1: Like, 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 if I were her?
2: uh, Yeah. uh,
1: Like, (sighs) but she says why she has to go back, right? Because she's invited to stay. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and
3: it works. And it works.
1: But, like, what does she say again? Like, oh, like, my family's there and they need me or some shit?
3: they, They need her. They need her.
1: Like, to pick up chicken poop? Yeah. Fuck that shit. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I get it. I get it. You know. Yeah. Eh.
2: It's, it's, she's, yeah, she's a martyr in many ways. I mean,
1: I would have, I would have stayed in Oz, man. I
2: would have too. Absolutely. A hundred percent. hundred.
1: She doesn't have a mom. I feel like kids would be like, no, I'm going to miss my mom and I'm going to go back. But like, and I, she, she likes, she loves her aunt, obviously. I don't know. I, I, I say this.
0: I don't at, know.
2: at the end of both movies, you find, you find a Dorothy Gale, and especially in this film, more than the first one even, you find a Dorothy Gale that is purely um, loyal to her friends, loyal to her family, and wants to make everyone okay in spite of her own desires and wants. And it is yeah. so sad <laughs> and precious and sweet. It's and like
1: home, guys. Let's not forget.
2: There's nothing like home. There's no place like home. That
1: is... Yo, no I was going to say, you <laughs> yeah, can't no be place. like, there's it's no place
3: such
2: like a, home. It's such a Mickey. <laughs> <as> a, there's <laughs> nothing <laughs> like home. You know when Dorothy <laughs> Gale said. What
1: say in the movie. Like, <laughs> home's a really swell place to be.
2: No, I... I uh, it's re- it really is a sweet film. It's like if that's the... If that may be also what works on all generations of people, too, is just the fact that this person is... It's so selfless and sweet, and, and it really is. It's a god fucking precious film.
1: So I think I already know the answer to this, but um, who are we recommending this movie to? Okay.
2: Well, can we start by, does this belong in Kooky Spookies? Oh. Okay.
3: I mean... There's, well, no, 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 no.
2: Does this belong in this Halloween season's... Mickey's Offbeat Movie Massacres... Also known as Kooky Spookies, The Return of Oz. Does this movie fit?
1: Two Oz, <laughs> two Oz.
2: The Return. You said <laughs> okay. Oh, do it again. Do it again.
1: Wait, wait. <laughs> the Return of Oz with Veruca Salt and Jack Skellington.
3: There. Hey, you gotta go home. Hit me. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Hit me again. Hit me again.
2: <laughs>
0: Does <laughs> this?
3: Home.
2: All right. So I mean. So
3: listen, <laughs> hey, customer who just walked into my store, you gotta go home. But. If you're interested in a Halloween film that's a little different, may I suggest the
2: Mickey's Offbeat Movie Massacre section? There's a film called The Return to Oz, <laughs> also AKA Cookie Spookies. <laughs> God damn it! Stop at marketing, man. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. stop. Okay, c- no, 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 I got it, got it. Hey, so do we think this movie belongs in Mickey's uh, Offbeat
0: Movie Massacre, AKA Cookie Spookies? The Return to Oz, does that fit? (laughs) Marika, that doesn't fit. Pick, so
1: yes, clearly.
2: Clearly Marika thinks so. I think it is 100% right in line with what a kooky spooky should be. I I agree. I think it
3: totally belongs in this section. It also goes into the cinematic uh, cult masterpieces as well. This is the multiple m- multiples, uh, 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 sectional film.
1: Extra copy For sure. Because I, I have other idea. Having rewatched it just now, I have other ideas of where this movie needs to yeah. also go.
3: I'm, I'm watching it again. Uh, uh, my partner, Allie, has never seen this film. What? Oh. Yeah. And, like, the timing That's was, good. like, That's she fine. wanted to watch it, but I couldn't watch it with her because I had to watch it at a certain time.
1: So you're going to watch it with your partner?
3: I'm going to watch it. I can't, I can't wait to re-watch it
1: okay. with her. I want to know what she will For ultimately sure. think of it.
3: If she doesn't love it, mark you right now. If she doesn't love it. It's over. Uh, it's over. Fair enough. Oof. Oof.
1: I mean, so, hey, my, my husband loved it. So we're good. We're fine.
3: And I, and I love your husband. So we're good. W- w- who would we recommend this movie to? Who walks into our video store and we go, "You watch this movie."
1: Everyone, honestly, like having watched it. If anyone's looking for anything like even remotely weird, e- everyone, like I feel like everyone needs to see this movie.
2: Multi, multi generational, multi generational. It's everyone.
3: It's ever- if you, if you, I'm going to cut your membership card up. <laughs> <off. laughs> If you don't watch this, if you haven't seen it, and if you don't like it, I don't care. (laughs) I'm cutting up your membership card. I don't care. I don't care how many movies you rent.
0: This movie is amazing. I feel like the people who
1: wouldn't like it are the people who are, like, of our parents' age who are still going to be stuck on the idea of the original movie. And I don't think that's our listenership or our clientele. So I think we're good.
3: My my mother loves this movie. She loves oh, me. Oh, nice.
0: Oh, good to She know. loves our
3: business. There you go. She's our number one customer, in my opinion.
0: And oh, she oh,
3: yeah. is as beautiful as Marissa Tomei. So, that is true. We love you, Michelangelo's
2: mom. Um, Always. Well, I, yeah, I, I will add to that. Of all the movies we've done, if there's a movie that, that fits a multi generational family film, this is the one. More than Halloween Tree, more than Monster Squad, this is the movie. So that's my recommendation. Um, I would love as we start to cl- well, go ahead.
3: Well, I just, I just want to say if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider reviewing us and, and, and please follow us on Instagram at the Return Slot dot 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 of Pod exclamation point on Instagram. So, uh, but continue, please.
2: I was gonna say, as we round it out, I, I round out the episode, I would love, 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 if Marika you could come in in honor of Feruza Balk, do a little French-Canadian and, uh, and, a. Uh, i don't know what you mean what's that i
1: always have to i always have to finish the episode
2: because you're the smartest, we love you you're also you, b- smartest you You both
1: need to learn to speak another language so i stop being the novelty french speaker.
2: H- how about this how do you say there's no place like home in french i have no idea should we all just say there's no place like home three times right now one there you go two I,
1: actually that's the wrong movie <laughs> well she
2: did she not say did she not say it at the end of this one no. No. Oh my god, my mind's just putting that there. Did you watch this fucking yeah, movie dude? This movie. I
1: mean, what we could say it <laughs> I've always valued my life.
3: <laughs> How do you say that in French? How would you say that in French?
1: Uh, j'ai, j'ai toujours apprécié mon manque de vie. De vie.
0: De vie. 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 De vie.
1: Happy Halloween.